0: Love Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Cy Brown. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Thank you for checking me out right here on Life Remix Radio. Today is the day I typically talk with authors and other people who are interested in writing their own book and getting their their books published. Uh, But what I decided to do today, just based on a lot of the requests, that I received is share with you how I've been able to actually put pen to paper and write five books, six, wait, 2004, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, actually six books in five years. So um, <laughs> I don't know how I did it myself looking back. Um, but what I'll do today is share tips with you on how to write and publish your own book, how to get your book in bookstores. So I definitely encourage you to call in our uh studio line is 3476339113 again the studio line is 347 347- Six three three nine one one three. So big shout-out to everybody who's joining me in the chat room already. Just, uh, you know, thank you for hanging out with me. Don't forget, this show can be downloaded through iTunes, and uh, the show is also available for archive and download later if you just log on to www.liferemixradio.com. And you'll see all the shows that we've done And, you know, we're coming up on our one-year anniversary I'm super excited about that I'm really, really happy about that Yesterday I had on the show Miss Kim Osorio Former editor-in-chief of The Source magazine She was an absolute doll She was such a pleasure to have on the show And uh, she she has a new book out as well um, And it's called Straight from the Source It's available on Amazon.com And we also had her book scrolling at the bottom of the screen. So hopefully you'll get a chance to cop her book. Definitely a good book. Um, And yesterday, just another quick programming note, Case's album came out. We had him on the show, R&B crooner, Case. We had him on the show last Friday talking about his new album. So his album dropped yesterday. So I encourage everybody. We played um, his, his track, Lovely, which is track number two on the CD, Beautiful, beautiful song. So big shout-out to Case for joining me on the air uh, on Friday. Um, So go out and get his uh, CD. Definitely not trying to come and push people's products, but, you know, I bring to you a good show. I bring to you people that I think are doing something. You know how when you were little – your family, now that boy is going somewhere. <laughs> that girl is going somewhere. That's really what this show is about bringing you people who are going somewhere because I think in, in our daily lives we get enough of people who are not going anywhere. We get enough of people who are not doing the right thing. And so I think it's it's really important for us every single day. This is an everyday process for us to celebrate the people in around us or within our sphere of influence um, who are doing the right thing. And, you know, we want to live as stress-free as possible, you know, get in with some support groups and really connect with people that are, quote, unquote, going somewhere, (laughs) because that's what it's really, really, really all about. So what we're going to do... Just know that the chat room is open. Big shout out to everybody that's joining me in the chat room, and uh, thanks for hanging out with me. We're going to talk about how to get your book published. Um, the the first thing I encourage you, if you um if you don't have it in front of you, I encourage you to get pen and paper because I'm talking about book publicity. We're talking about how to get the stuff out of your head, actually. Onto paper, just just all of the little things that you can't learn by doing a Google search, all of the things that you can't um, learn uh, just on your own. A lot of times it does take us connecting with other people to really figure out how to get this done. So on that note, let's get started. The first thing you have to do and you have to know when you're writing a book on how to get your book published is have something to say. You have to have something to say. I, I think it's very um, not wise to write a book just for the sake of writing a book. Oh, I want to get money. I want to do, you know, I want to, I want to be an, nah, it has, you have to have a burning desire to have something in your spirit or something in your heart to have something to say. A friend of mine was incarcerated and while he was, in, well, actually, I know a couple people actually were incarcerated and while they were incarcerated, they wrote several books. And it really can stem from a source of your imagination, or it can stem from a place where it's just something that you have to share. I believe God gives us all a testimony and gives us so much to say that once we get to that place where we know there's something inside of us, we have to get that message out. And we would, we're we actually robbing um, We're robbing humanity if God gives us a book or God gives us something in our spirit and we don't share it. So the very first step is really having something to say. And once we establish that, I think we have to move into a place where we start to frame up what we want to say and how we're going to say it, and that's, that's the piece that we're moving into now. There's three stages of writing a book. The first one is the planning. The second stage is the actual printing and publication of the book. And the third phase is the distribution. And I'm going to zip through as many of these as possible um, during today's broadcast. Big shout out to True and Dropping Seat Radio who just joined me in the chat room. Pastor Montan, one of the reasons I'm doing today's show, I had an author schedule, but based on an email that you sent me about book promotion, uh, I kind of kind of changed it up because uh, this is definitely addressing the show. Really seeks to address the needs and concerns of our listeners. So um, let's move right along. The first piece of, of of writing and publishing a book and selling a book for profit is knowing you have something to say. The second piece is actually framing up how you get the book out of your head and onto paper and that's what we're going to talk about right now my recommendation is this what you do is how i did it you get a three ring notebook a regular three ring notebook just when you go to the store buy yourself a three ring notebook and some loose leaf paper you know the kind that you may buy uh, a second grader and also get some tabs I recommend like two packs of eight tabs or two packs of five tabs. And what what those are going to do is ultimately become your chapters. But before we even get to that part, you take this three-ring notebook, you put your loose leaf paper in your notebook, and you put all the tabs in the back. You don't even have to take them out of the plastic if you don't want to. This three-ring notebook, now the three-ring notebook that I happen to use is one of the smaller ones. It's 5 and a half by 8 and a half. I didn't want a huge three-ring binder, which is 8 and a half by 11, because ultimately this three-ring binder is going to become your best friend. Every time you have a thought, every time you have a thought, you write it down on this piece of paper, in the top space of the piece of paper. Do not write two separate or independent thoughts on the same piece of paper. Don't do that. Every time you have an independent thought, hey, that might be nice for my book, hey, that might be nice for my book, put it on its own sheet of paper. Now, if you have the ability at that moment to expound on that independent thought, by all means do so. But that's ultimately not your goal at this point. Your goal right now in the planning stages of your book, is to get what's out of your head onto paper. So, for example, I'm in the process of framing up my new book, Life Remixed. And I was on the phone with a friend, and they said something very profound, just in the spirit of the conversation. So, I took that statement, wrote it on a blank piece of paper, and I left it because ultimately that's, I'm going to find the time to expound on it. But I believe we get information and inspiration from all areas of our life, and I believe if we don't act on it at that point, it becomes fleeting. And the reason why I tell people to write a book not using a computer is because you need to be – I believe God speaks to us at night a lot. And if you have a book, you have your binder next to you in your bedroom or on your couch when you're sleeping or wherever you're sleeping, and you roll over in the morning, you may have a couple of thoughts swirling in your head. So if, in fact, that's the case, when you wake up in the morning, you need to definitely take those independent thoughts and write them in the top area of your paper. So now... I'd say a month, two months, three months. It depends. It really, really depends how long it's going to take you to put your independent thoughts down. I'll share with you there is no timetable. If you're writing a nonfiction book, which means it's the truth, or if you're writing a fiction book, which means it's something you made up in your head, you'll know when it's time to start expounding upon these independent thoughts you'll know, there's nothing I can say definitively, there's nothing anybody can say definitively. You'll know exactly when it's time to expound on those independent thoughts that you've been compiling as you're living your daily life. For example, take I tell everybody if you're writing a, your book, Take your little notebook with you on the bus, which is why I prefer the eight and a half by five and a half because it can go with you everywhere. And the reason I choose a three-ring binder is because ultimately we're going to start moving these pieces of paper around, and you can't do that if you have a coil-bound book or one of those marble composition books. The pages are just stuck where they are. So that's, that's my belief for using um, a three-ring binder. Now, you'll know your mind, your body, and your spirit will tell you, when it's time to really start expounding on those thoughts. The cool thing is sometimes you may expound on those thoughts at that moment that it comes to you. But a lot of times with me, I get information. I mean, I write on napkins, pieces of paper. There's so many scraps around my house, nobody wants to touch anything because it could be the most brilliant thing that looks so inconsequential to somebody, and it means absolutely nothing to them, but that could have been the defining moment or the pivot for my book. So anyway, my family knows if they see little scraps of paper, it can just be the number one with a circle and a dot. I know what that means. So also, when you're writing a book, let people know, I'm in the process of writing a book, don't throw this stuff away, but also... When you purchase your three ring binder, it has pockets. So even if you're out at a restaurant, you write it on a napkin and then slip it back in the front or back pocket of that book. So now, as you start to expound and you're really starting to develop um, these independent thoughts, what's ultimately going to happen is you're going to end up with a lot of pieces of paper. As you're writing, and this is why I encourage writing and not putting it in the computer yet, as you're writing, Staple your complete thoughts together. So, for example, I may have a thought and I might see stress, and that leads me to something else. So as I'm writing about stress, it ends up being four pages. Staple those four pages together. Staple those four pages together because don't forget they're sitting in your notebook, and you want to make sure that you keep your independent thoughts together. So now, you've taken your independent thought, you've put it on the paper, you've started to expound on it because spirit is now telling you when it's time to expound on it. Once you feel you're at a comfortable place where you've really started elaborating on those independent thoughts, you're going to staple them together, and this is exactly what I do. I take those independent thoughts and line them in the middle of the floor or around the perimeter of a room where each one is a standalone piece of paper. Now, some of your little piles may have four sheets, seven sheets, ten sheets, fifteen sheets. One may have only one sheet because you have not fully expounded upon that particular independent thought, which is fine. But what's going to happen is now you're going to play the matching game. Do you all remember when you were a little kid and you had the card game, then you would flip the card over and when you flip the card over, it was like a king, and then it was a queen, so you had to flip both of them over, and then you pick an eight and a seven, and you flip them over, and the next time you flip it, it's a five and a five. That's kind of the matching game that you're going to play right now. You're going to lay all of your independent thoughts across the floor of a room or across the table, wherever you have the most space, and you're now going to match what thought kind of goes with what thought what idea kind of goes with what idea and your gut is going to tell you the stuff i'm telling you now is nothing you can search on google i'm telling you what has been able, what has empowered me to crank out six books in 5 years all legitimate in bookstores and on amazon so now what happens is you're starting to compile what your chapters you're now starting to compile your chapters because don't forget, these were all independent thoughts. Not one person I know has ever taken a book and written it chapter one, chapter two, chapter, that's, that's bananas. I've never seen it happen, and I've met a lot of people who want to write a book. You're now going to peruse the perimeter of the room and start putting together your independent thoughts that have some sense of commonality between them. That has something that goes with something. Here is where those tabs are going to come into play. If you can't find tabs for the smaller notebook, which is the one that I personally use, what I did was I got those little post-its. You all know the little, um, those little, uh, you know, the little post-its that you can buy that that are actual tabs. I used that. I used those, and I wrote on them what that independent thought was, and I had it stick, you know, I stuck it to that particular piece of paper. So for example, now that I have all of my pieces of paper scanned around the perimeter of the room, if you happen to use the um, smaller notebook and tabs are not available, just get your post-its and what can happen is as you start to pile what's going to be your chapters, you say, okay, this, these four, or five, or seven pieces of paper are about stress. These seven, eight, or ten pieces of paper are about red apples. These ten, or seven, or 14 pieces of paper are about lamps. Because at this point, it still doesn't make sense yet. Don't forget, you're not, your book is not going to make sense until it's done. The secret to writing a good book that sells is being able to successfully compile your independent thoughts so they make sense to the reader. Remember in school, I know i maybe because I'm a writer and, and I remember this in school, they told me that a sentence is a group of words put together expressing a complete thought. That's what they told me. Sentences. A sentence is a group of words put together expressing a complete thought. Well, if we take that on a more macro level, that's exactly what a book is. A book is a collection of independent thoughts put together to make sense to the end user so the key to having a book that sells and continues to sell is really being able to take all of the independent thoughts that are in your head and successfully stream them together so that they make sense to the end user so this whole process that you're going through about compiling and and the compilation process of putting your independent thoughts together is a very critical piece of your book, probably even more so than the actual writing, because the key is making sure it makes sense to the end user. So now, we have what what we can probably consider your chapters. Your chapters are now being formed and developed. So now continue to elaborate, continue to expand, continue to put these independent thoughts together. Once you've been able to successfully stream all that stuff together, you now streamline your chapters again. Now you start you can start naming your chapters because now your book is starting to make sense. And I promise you the Holy Spirit, for those of you who are believers, will start to give you so much guidance and direction, this thing is going to make perfect sense, whereas before you're just writing independent books at the top of a piece of paper. So now once you have all of those together, you now start to now you start to enter the information in the computer. Um, Oh, True. Oh, you must have heard the sirens. True says, "Uh uh-oh, Popo looking for me. Let me get low. Yeah, you all know on Wednesdays I have my women's support group um, from 10 to 12, so I actually find a place in their office to do the show. (laughs) That's too funny. I didn't know you could hear the sirens. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are too too funny in the chat room. Yeah, I don't have enough time to get back to anywhere to uh to do the show privately so they let me crash in in one of the director's offices. <laughs> but anyway, um now you're moving forward with putting your chapters together and and now you're actually coming up with what kind of looks like a book. What actually is starting to take shape as an actual book now you have to put it into your computer now you can start worrying about spell check because I tell anybody it doesn't matter what the spelling looks like what the grammar looks like the computer gives us so much with spell check and grammar check and plus if you get a good editor and I'm going to give you a tip to finding a good editor in a minute you um, you'll worry about all that stuff later. Remember, the key is getting this stuff out of your head and onto paper, and then once it's onto paper, the next key is really getting it to make sense to the end user. My books are typically in chronological order, and I write all of my books in threes, like with three sections, but, you know, you'll find your own writing style as you begin to write. Once your book is now in the computer and it's now fully, uh, it's now, your manuscript is, you you now have a working manuscript. Once you get comfortable, it's now time to find an editor. Um, Truth is, yeah, I don't care about spelling when I'm writing. No, I don't either. Um, You just write, just write to get it out of your head. But once you have a manuscript, which is probably going to be on 8 by 11, it's time to find a good editor. The key with the editor, I think I I may have shared this with you before, but I cannot remember. I have my really, really smart friend Donna, and I paid her money, a, a nice, you know, a fair share, to edit my book. Well, the thing is my books are written exactly the way I speak, and Donna is speaks king's english so everything in my book she changed to match the way she speaks and when i got it back i was like oh my goodness i could not use any of her edits I had to scrap it and i ended up editing my first book myself because everything that she changed didn't match the way i talked and i was like i can't put this out because it doesn't it doesn't sound like sigh, so just be very careful but an inexpensive way to find an editor is to find a student a journalism student you at your local college or community college, pay them 50 bucks and give them credit. Because the biggest thing with writers is they want, their, they want to be credited for their work, so you can probably pay them something very, very minimal, feed them, you know, pay them something, you know, that you can afford, and they'll edit your book for you. Um, and even if you're not sure about their editing, let them only edit a section or two. And also when choosing an editor, you have two things to think about. Are they checking for grammatical and spelling errors, or are they editing for content? So even when you're saying, well, I need an editor, you need to know what you're hiring an editor for. Are they editing for content and clarity, or are they editing just to check your spelling? You can pay a high school student to check for spelling, an honors student, or an AP, like an advanced placement student, to check for that stuff. But if you're checking for the flow you may, and you're looking for an inexpensive route to go, you may want to find a journalism student. Because most people, most professional editors, <laughs> true, I'm laughing at you because there's the, the fire truck again. <laughs> most professional editors, um, they're, they're going to charge you a lot, 10 cents a page or even a penny a word. It, 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 it varies. It runs the gamut. Um, so that's how that goes. So now you have to get past your editor. Now. Other things you have to consider. Now you've completed your manuscript. The book is now edited. Now here comes the part about copywriting and getting your ISBN and your barcode and your cover. Here is what I did. I'm only sharing what I did because this is what, what has worked for me. When it came time to print my book, I did not go with a publisher because I didn't want anybody owning the rights to my book. What I searched for was a printing company, nothing more, nothing less. Somebody who could take my information and print it, that's all I needed. I found a great company called InstantPublisher.com. Instant Publisher, I wish they paid me through an affiliate account of how much business I have sent to them because they are inexpensive, their quality is amazing, and they are very good at what they do. InstantPublishing.com. I'm sorry, InstantPublisher.com, I'm very sorry. InstantPublisher.com is absolutely amazing. All you have to do is email them your book in Microsoft Word, Email them the cover in a PDF form, the ISBN, and the barcode, and they send you back a finished book. It does not get any simpler than that. And the beauty is they will give you the format, the way to format your book so that it it falls in line with the specs that you want your book. So, for example, all of my books are 5 by 8 If you go to their website, it tells you which way to set the margins. And it get, it lets you preview what it will look like before you even email it to them. So if you have to adjust anything, you're good to go. Oh, um, Dropping Seed says 48hourbooks.com. You know who uses 48-hour books, um, Pastor? LaVon, who usually listens to the show. She's not listening to the show because she's traveling. She swears by 48hourbooks.com, too. She says they are very, very good. Um, I haven't used them as of yet, but I heard they are very, very good. But um, with Instant Publisher, they'll allow you to format it, look at it, lay it out, and you're good to go. As far as getting your copyright, I've had a lot of people go back and forth with how to copyright your book. I'm only telling you what works for me. I did not copyright my books before I put them out because a copyright at this point can take six to uh, eight months to get One of my publishing clients applied for a copyright at Thanksgiving, and she did not get it back until Easter. I'm not waiting, especially for someone like me who writes – books about faith in God and character. I believe if God gives you a message, you gotta get it out to the streets as quickly as possible. I know we're supposed to do things in a decent and orderly way because we are supposed to do things in a decent and orderly way. However, I also believe it's more important for the message to get out there. This speaks specifically for people that talk about non that write about nonfiction issues, self help, publishing, politics, life, spirituality. Once God gives it to you, the mandate is placed on your life to get it out there. Trust me, none of us are best selling authors where somebody's gonna, ooh, let me let me steal this person's book so I can hurry up and make copies. None of us are that prolific. Uh, thanks true for the comment size giving such good info. She's stopping me from working. Uh uh-uh, uh, you better make your money, boo. <laughs> Don't let me stop you. You better make your money. <laughs> um but i think we it's more important to get the information out to people I had I stopped working with someone, actually, because she insisted that she gets the copyright back first. I said, you know what? Do what you have to do. I'm not complaining. I'm not venting. Do what you have to do. Oh, well. But I personally will put my book out totally out there without getting the official copyright paperwork back from the government because nobody's going to steal my work. And if they do, oh, well. Sai is not that smart. But one thing to be mindful of is that if you – actually write something, then it's already copywritten. If it's an original thought, you can put that the book is copywritten and it automatically becomes copywritten. Nobody else can take it because it's already yours and you own it. So be real, don't don't hold so fast to these things Like, oh, is it copyright back? Is it not? Oh well. Do your paperwork, submit it in. You get it back when you get it back. Oh, well. Let's move on to the ISBN number. The ISBN number is the book that allows you to sell your book in bookstores. You must have this number if you even think you're going to get your books in bookstores because now what's going to happen is you get your You get this number. That's how your book is entered into the systems um, of Baker & Taylor, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. They all go by your ISBN number. You get your ISBN number from this company called Boker's. It's R-R Boker's, B-O-W-K-E-R-S, and they're actually in New Jersey where I live, but it's Boker's. And the cost of ISBNs is $250 for 10 of them. Now, when I wrote my first book, I bought my ISBN from somebody else. They charged me $75 because I could not afford $250 just for ISBN numbers. So technically, my first book is registered to someone else. It's registered to another publishing company, which is why it has the X at the end of it. I don't even – that ISBN number is not registered to me. So whenever an order is placed – it actually goes to the owner of that ISBN number and thank God they, they will then send me the purchase order. But that ISBN number is not registered to me. Now, if I, now that I own 10, I, you know, I, over time I've gotten the money and I purchased 10 of my own because I knew writing was going to be very important to me. I could technically go back and give my first book one of the ISBNs registered with my company, but then I have to change the title somehow, put a dash, put a period, put a part two, put something, because if somebody goes into the computer and enters from hip-hop to heaven, they're going to get, the same book title with two ISBN ISBN numbers, and it's going to be a mess. So you would have to retitle your first book if you decided to re- reassign it a, a new ISBN. I personally don't care. They let the first company have it. They send me the purchase order. I'm good. But for all of my other um, uh, now, for all of my other books, they are registered with an ISBN number. Um, so they all registered to my company. I'm just reading some stuff in the chat room. No, we need everybody to keep their job. I'm reading some of the stuff in the chat room. You guys have to keep your job. This show can always be downloaded through iTunes or from LiferemixRadio.com. Um, but this is a good show for all of for all of those who may be interested in writing. But anyway, let's get back to your barcode. Your barcode is nothing but a JPEG image and it's where this company takes your ISBN number and creates a JPEG image, a picture of that barcode. So now you have your finished manuscript that's now formatted. You've got your ISBN number that you can either, like I sell ISBN numbers. A lot of people sell them because right now I have 10. I have, you know, I'm probably going to write just a couple more books that still leaves me extra. So I will sell somebody an ISBN if they wanted it. And it's 75 bucks and it includes the ISBN and the barcode. You can get barcodes for $25 for almost anywhere. It's just because it's just a picture. It's just an image. You can Google where to get a barcode. You email them your ISBN, probably pay 25 bucks, and they email you back a barcode in an hour. Um, So now, getting your cover done, this is what I had to do for my cover. I used, like, all these different book cover people, and all these book cover people kept giving me book cover-looking books, and it didn't speak to the content of the book. From Hip Hop to Heaven I'm talking about the first one I'm like this book has such a little flagger to it Putting a God and Christ And coming out of the ceiling Wasn't going to work What I ended up doing is I found a guy who designs party flyers This guy is a straight person Who does You know how you, all of us, we ain't been saved forever, but you know those four-by-six palm cards with those half-naked women and the popping bottles? That's who I actually got to design my book cover, and that's why my book has that whole, like, if you ever look at it, it's probably scrolling at the bottom. It has, like, this shade, and the back of my book is a brick wall, and it's got some hip-hop to heaven written in big letters, because that's the place that he's coming from, and just like an editor, you have to... Find people that can take your story and then translate that into the way the book reads and to your cover. And for me, Jose did that perfectly. I had gone through so many book covers, paid all this money for book covers, and it was absolutely horrible, just absolutely horrible. And he charged me 75 bucks to do my my book cover. And he has done all of my covers ever since, even the one – My most recent, well, the second to last, "Can Hip Hop Be Holy?" With my son on the cover. That—that's a photograph that looks nothing like that. I don't even know how he did it, but it now turns to like yellow and black, and it looks like there's smoke coming out of it. I just emailed him a picture of my son sitting on stoops from our photo shoot, and that's what he sent me back. So Jose is, and then, of course, after he did the first one, I upped his money, but he's really, really good about designing book covers, and the only thing I had to send to him was the ISBN and the barcode and the back matter. Don't forget, the back matter is what sells your book, which a lot of times you can just take your first chapter or your opening statement and use that as your back matter, I always encourage people on the back cover of your book to put your um, website and to put a phone number if you know you're going to have that phone number for a while. Like right now, there's a website that's – and I sold, just so you know, I sold space on the back of my first book because I couldn't afford to print it. I had no money. So I told somebody, listen, you want to put your website on the back of my book – Wherever my book goes, people are going to see your website. The problem is I don't have, you know, that relationship is not there anymore. So now every time I print subsequent copies of From Hip Hop to Heaven, I probably have to go back to Jose and have him just omit or delete that line off the back cover of the book. That's just a little sidebar. Now, you print your book, you have your ISBN number, you've got a host of books, now what do you do? You're like, uh-oh, I've spent my money, what do I do? The beauty about... um Instantpublisher.com Is they allow you to print as few as 25 books So you, it may cost you I know like my new book that I'm writing Life Remix It's probably going to cost me about $7 And some change for books But to me it's worth it Because if I even sell it for $10 I'm still making money And the goal is just to have books now, obviously, if I buy hundreds of thousands of books, then I'm going to have, you know, you're going to get it at a lot lower rate. You know, probably you can get your book to cost dollar, $52, $3, but you've got to buy thousands of books. In this economy, I don't encourage anybody to buy thousands of books. I encourage you to buy maybe 250 books. You'll get the price down to about 3 or 4 bucks a book, maybe 450 a book, even sell it for ten dollars, you're still making money and your cash is not tied up in all these books. That's why I personally don't want my books in bookstores all across the country because I'm self published and that means I have to outlay out of cash to print these books and have them sitting on a bookstore shelf in Utah somewhere. Uh uh-uh. Not when I can print twenty five, a hundred, two fifty at a shot and have the books in my house and sell them through amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com, and through my own website. Nah, I need my cash. So now your book is done. Your book is completed. You have your book done. It's printed. Now it's time to start marketing and promoting your book, and I think that's where a lot of people have the biggest challenge. Um, True asks, don't they do returns? The bookstore? Yeah, and that's another thing. Bookstores do returns, and when the bookstores do returns, they've now been manhandled. Your books have now been touched. I have a black cover on my first book, and all of my books, my my three most popular books are scrolling at the bottom of your screen right now. From Hip Hop to Heaven has a totally black cover, and Can Hip Hop Be Holy has a dark cover. I don't want everybody touching those books because that first book, From Hip Hop to Heaven, the minute you touch it, it now has a fingerprint. From Hip Hop to Heaven for Girls, it has a pink cover, so you can't really see it. But I just, I personally, it's my own personal choice, I don't want my books in bookstores like that. I have my books in a couple Christian bookstores in New Jersey and in New York where I can get to them, I can check my inventory, I can drive to them and check and see what's really going on. Otherwise than that, I don't want my books all over the place. I'd rather have them with me. Very quickly, just want to give a big shout-out to Boat Mom, who joined me in the chat room. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, My name is Cy Brown, and uh, you're listening to Life Remix Radio, and we're talking about writing and publishing your own book, which is something everybody is interested in right now, just to make a little bit of extra money on the side. So now you have your books, and now you're like, okay, how do I get them out to the masses? You have to know why you wrote your book, and you probably should have figured that out before you started writing. But why you wrote your book will really determine how you are going to market and sell your book. I'll tell you, I wrote my books not to have them on bookstores across the country. I wrote my books to position me as an expert in my industry so I can lecture. And because I wrote my books to – to validate me as a speaker and as an expert in youth ministry and reaching young people and trying to help young people live above the influence, that's why I wrote my books. So based on that, I don't need my books in every bookstore because when I go give a lecture, I sell more books then. I can sell a case or two cases of books when I go do a lecture. My books are with me, my cash is right there, and it's immediate. If my books are all over the place, then I'm trying to reach the mass market. And you have to really think with technology, globalization, and the economy, you really don't need your books all over the place. You can keep them with you. Don't fall into the trap that, oh, I've got to get my books into bookstores. I'm doing my very first book signing May 23rd. Here I am five, six, seven years in from 2004 to 2009, and I'm doing my first book signing and you want to hear the irony of it is I'm doing the book signing on my second book that's the book that the bookstore wants that's the book that's selling from hip-hop to heaven for girls is a is my best seller and that's the book I'm doing a book signing for I've never done a book signing before so anyway it's because I wrote my books to help fuel my career just want to tell you a little bit about distribution, too. Here's another reason why I don't want my books all over the place. I had a distribution company distributing my books. The distribution company went out of business. They didn't tell anybody. Now I've got hundreds of books sitting in their warehouse in Tennessee. How do I get my books back? That was that was a nightmare, a nightmare trying to get my books back. Not only did I never collect on the money that the distribution company made for the books that sold, but I was in a pinch trying to get my books back, and I'm like, this is awful. Just to circle back, True just put in the chat room, I saw Ben Carson recently at an event. There were 5,000 people at the event. He sold at least 1,000 books at $16 apiece. See? This is, this is what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Last time I checked, 1,000 times 16 comes to $16,000. If my math is wrong, please correct me. That's exactly why I don't want um, my books out. Yeah, I see, Pastor, you said you're in Tennessee, baby. If I had known you when I was going through this mess, um, and he only, and truth says he gave a 45-minute speech, that's why I don't charge that much sometimes. What's up, Sandy, in the chat room? That's why I don't charge that much to speak, because I know my books are going to sell. I'm giving a um, a presentation up in Westchester County on Saturday for, it's part of a panel discussion. They didn't have a budget. It's in Westchester. It's about 45 minute drive from my house and I'm gonna do it. I can drive, it's a Saturday, go up there pass out some business cards, sell some books, and I'm good. So that's my distribution channel, but that distribution channel may not work for someone else. I know Levon who listens to the show a lot, her books are about poetry. It's very hard to put a poetry book in a store, and I've shared this with her because poetry is very esoteric. Poetry is really in the eyes of the beholder. So just to have your poetry book on a shelf, it's probably not going to sell very well. What I, The recommendation that I made was for her to start going to poetry reading and all of those types of events and sell her books there because right now you're speaking directly to your audience. Your books will sell much better there than on a bookshelf in Barnes and Nobles in the poetry section. I I just think you're setting yourself up for disaster. the reader has to be able to follow the flow and know you. Absolutely. I just read that out of the chat room. Pastor martinez has got to go. No doubt, Pastor. Just, um, I'm actually getting to the distribution and marketing and promotion part, so just download the show and pick it up. 45 minutes we're 40 minutes into the show pastor so download the show and just pick it up at 40 because this information is the um information that you really need about how to get your wife's book marketed and promoted so unfortunately it's the end of the show and you have to go but just download it and start listening to it at 40 minutes after 40 minutes into the show Uh, What's up, Jermaine? The quarter hour has joined us. Today we're talking about how to write and publish your own book. I've just kind of walked us through how to write it, how to get it printed, how to do your copyright, how to do your ISBN, your barcode, your cover, print companies to use, and now um, we're going to spend the last time we have together really on marketing, promotions, and distribution. Um, Just circling back to what I was saying about distribution, um, that was my nightmare. Ultimately, I did get my books back um, from the warehouse. It was not easy and it cost me a lot of money, um, but a lot of times, bookstores will not take your book or previously would not take your book if you are not um, affiliated with the distribution company. That no longer stands true. Most of the time, they will work with the company if there's 10 or more titles. I have my books on Amazon. I've got my books on Barnes & Noble. They are working with smaller and independent publishers because the the business of it is so streamlined now because of technology and globalization. You can get a book to market so quickly. There's another way to get your book to market is POD, which is print-on-demand, which means you actually send a company such as um, Create Space, your book and your cover, and as people buy your book, they print it and send it to you and send you a small royalty. So I recommend to anybody that wants to write a book and wants to get a book out there and wants it sold on the Internet but they don't have any money, use CreateSpace because all you have to do is mail them the matter, and when someone buys your book, they put it together and send you money. They may only send you 3 or $4 a book, but who cares because you've now printed a book, got it distributed, it's on the internet, and it's selling, and it didn't cost you anything. What better system is that? I did mine where I actually have tangible copies of my book, and so if somebody orders the book from my site or whatever, I literally have to take the book, autograph it, walk to the post office, stamp it, mail it, and send it to them. I don't mind that process because I also like to autograph my books, but it all speaks to personal preference. Now... Going back, circling back to distribution, before I do that, I just want to give a quick shout-out to The Revivalist. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Saida Brown, and you're listening to Life Remix Radio, and we're talking about how to write and publish your own book based on my ability to write and publish um, six books in five years. my books are, Three of my most popular books are scrolling at the bottom of the screen. Um, I just released Politics Remix in November on Election Day, and I'm writing Life Remix now. Um, if you missed the beginning of the show, which I see you just put in the chat room, please feel free to go back and download the show through iTunes or just log on to liferemixedradio.com and it will be available for download. Let's circle back now to the distribution, marketing, and promotions. It, goes, it speaks to why you wrote your book. I shared with you just a few moments ago, I wrote my books not to become a prolific author or to have my books all over the place or to even become a New York Times bestseller. I wrote it because I really, really, really just want to speak for a living. I want to lecture. I want to show up, talk for an hour, get a couple thousand dollars, and sell some books. So because of that, the whole distribution piece was not that important to me, but for some people it really is. There's a lot of distribution companies. I can give you some referrals, but I, I just say cut out the middleman. Cut out the middleman because you can do the distribution directly from your house or you can use something like CreateSpace where your book is now being distributed on the internet and it didn't cost you a nickel to sign up. So that's something that you're going to have to do as as your own personal choice. Now. One of the things I will recommend is you have to create some type of a sales kit or a press kit or promotional item for your book, so for example, you want to take that cover. whoever does your cover, make sure they give you a few versions of your cover in different resolutions because you may want to make like a four by six flyer like a palm card, or you may want to blow it up into a big poster. The guy who does my covers does that to me, so i've got a huge poster. Of my book cover that I use when I'm out doing um, lectures. And I put it in the front of the room. But it's also small enough to put, like you see it scrolling on your screen right now. Make sure you get a couple of sizes. But just in your marketing and planning, one thing I believe that's very critical to the success or failure of your book is that you have a press kit. Some people would agree, some people would disagree. I believe you create your press kit right after or even towards the tail end of writing your book. And a press kit typically contains the following information. It definitely creates a one sheet. On this one sheet it is the complete overview of your book. In the upper left-hand corner, I would put a JPEG image of your book, probably a 4x6 size, maybe a little bit small 4x6, maybe a little bit big. Um just so maybe take it into like um Let's see, I would say maybe three inches by one inch. That's probably a lot better in the upper left-hand corner of the book. To the right of that, I would put the title of the book. And then either under the title or right underneath the picture, put these specifics. You put the name of the book, the subtitle of the book, um, your name, which is the author of the book, how many pages, the ISBN number, who the publishing company is, and when it was published. And I please don't ask me to repeat that because as you all know, I do my Wednesday shows on the road, and I'm doing this show right now with absolutely no notes. (laughs) So I'm speaking all this from my head. So if you missed it, download it and rewind it. Um, But now underneath that, you have to put a synopsis of the book, just a paragraph or two of the gist of the book. So, for example, um, for my first book, From Hip Hop to Heaven, From Hip Hop to Heaven talks about, um, my life growing up in the hip-hop industry, what it was like in the industry, and what the reasons were that led me to get out of the industry and how I'm living my life now. Just a quick synopsis that underneath that, what I typically will do is put about the author and then hit enter, and then on the, other li- and on the next line, put two or three lines about the author. So when it says about the book, I would bold it and underline it, hit enter, and write two or three lines about the book. Hit enter again, put about the author, bold and underline it, hit enter, and then write a couple of lines about the author. So right now, everything that I do, it says Saida Brown is a, is a New York City-based radio personality, life coach, and youth speaker. She, you know, her books, da da, blah, 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 blah. And uh, at the very end, Saeeda is proud of her college degree, but her most proud moment is being a wife and mom to her kids, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. Just a couple lines, because don't forget, it's a one sheet. We need to make sure this one sheet, when they open up your press kit, they have everything they need to know about the book. Then the following pages can be elaborated. It can be a photo, an actual photo of your book cover, like an 8 and a half by 11 picture of your book, a full author bio, a full headshot. You can put those other types of things, but that one sheet is very critically important. I would also recommend getting business cards that match the cover of your book. And you can do that with Vistaprint. Vistaprint does that very inexpensively, V-I-S-T-A-P-R-I-N-T. You make the front of your business card your book cover, and then on the back put your author, the date, you know, how they can buy the book, and then you can pass these out because it's a very inexpensive way to promote your book. At the end of the day, it's really, really, really about getting the word out there about your book. Those are pieces that you can include in your press kit. Now, once you have your press kit, once you have um, all of your work is done, your ISBN, your barcode, your book is now being sold on the Internet, the important piece is having people buy your book and pricing your book. I guess you probably should have figured out pricing some time ago, but you want to make sure. I price all of my books at $15. And I sell them for 12 on my website, but when I'm out live, I sell them for $10. And I price the book at 15 knowing I'm probably never going to sell the book for 15 Amazon sells it for 15 but you can get it for 12 on my site and it's autographed. And then if you bump into me on the street, I'll sell it to you for 10 bucks. But you want to make sure your book is priced right, so that way while you're out and about and in your travels, you want to make it easy for people to be able to buy your book. Other ways to promote your book are book signings, book clubs, networking. These are all ways to promote your book. I host a monthly event at my house. It's called an impact gathering on the first Friday of the month, and everybody that comes to my house, I ask them to bring something or buy a copy of my book for $5. Now, remember, I don't do it for books that I pay, you know, like 7 bucks wholesale for, But I do have books where I paid, you know, like three bucks for it because I ordered a bunch of copies. So for a particular title, I'll sell it for five bucks. I may even lose money on it, but I don't care. The book is now in somebody's hands. And don't forget, I wrote my books to fuel my speaking career, not to become a prolific New York Times bestseller. So you always have to keep in mind who can benefit from your book, who can use your book, and why they're buying. And that can help you Better position your book in the marketplace um, um, The revivalist says there are book trailers too Similar to movie trailers And true put, I've seen some really good ones Absolutely there are There's a lot of really, really good stuff um, out there and, and, and the cool thing, which is why I love this economy I was talking to someone And they said, oh, you know, I've got to get money i got to do this, I have to do And I'm like, you know what, right now in this economy Nobody has money and the people that are really going to come out victorious on the other side are the ones that use ingenuity. So if you ever wanted to write a book, I think now is the perfect time because you can write a book, have it on the Internet, and selling it, and the only thing it's going to cost you is time. It's totally, totally, totally free. It doesn't cost you a nickel. Uh, oh, true put, he's on the phone call. I thought he was holding, so I was going to click over. Okay, um, how much time do I have left? Uh Okay, I'm down to five minutes in the show Okay, I'll get ready to wrap this up Before we start ready to, to wrap up today's show Does anybody have any questions for me? I'm going to put my phone number in the chat room So you can call me if you have any questions And I'm also putting my email in the chat room at cybrown.com. So if anybody has any book publishing questions I'll be more than happy to answer them um, Let's see, how elegant says, um, I was on one, two, getting my business back up and running. Good for you. Sandy is, has her own business. Her show comes on actually tonight at 10 o'clock on, on the Blog Talk Radio Network, so definitely check out Sandy's show. It's uh, come, It comes on at 10 o'clock. Um, big shout-out to our guest who has joined us. Thank you very much for listening to today's show. We talked about how to write and publish your own book and make money at it which is uh, definitely a viable way to make money in this economy, to how elegant both mom and true. And we had um, Pastor Montan who had to go. He had to get back to work. Um, I definitely hope the information that I shared with you all today was a blessing. I hope it answered any queries that you may have about how to write and publish a book. Just because um, I've written so many books so quickly, I'll definitely extend myself to help you um, any way I can. And don't forget, tomorrow is our weekly Ecclesia Bible study with DeWan Coleon. So please log on tomorrow to Life Remix Radio at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. We will have our Bible study tomorrow. And always remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this show, and I'll see you all tomorrow at 12. Peace.